The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Okay, let's talk about the fact that we're going to have two World Cups to look forward to next year. The men's rugby team at the World Cup in France starting in September. But before that, we'll have the women's football team for the first time ever, a Republic of Ireland team going to a major tournament. And it is the World Cup which Sinead O'Carroll from the journal.ie is going to be on where and when. Uh, I've booked my tickets for the Rugby World Cup and now I'm sad. I'm like, oh, I, sh- I probably can't wrangle both the World Cups uh, next year. So 20th of July, 20th of August in Australia, New Zealand. And yeah, the, it's all, we're ready to go. We're not waiting for another playoff. We're not waiting for more pure mutations. They're just on the flights. So that means we're going to be getting up in the middle of the night or very early in the morning to watch matches. Yeah, probably early morning matches. But, uh, you know, it adds to the occasion of it, doesn't it? We're all in it together, early morning, late nights. Uh, the draw is next weekend Saturday early morning half seven so we'll figure out what pool we're going to be in um, we're in pot three so we're in with other teams of you know uh, of our ranking we're ranked 26 they're using our ranking of ranking 26 in no, the world. I'm old enough to remember when we first qualified for a major tournament in the men's football of the 88 European Championships and going to the World Cup in 1990 and that so many people they were accused of jumping on the bandwagon, but it became a big national sense of occasion that everyone got behind the team and the whole country came to a halt. How hopeful would you be that there's going to be, if not quite to the same extent, but a similar extent that the country will get behind this team? Yeah, all aboard the bandwagon. I think there's none of that uh, cynical stuff around this team. Like they'll want everybody on board. And I think there was a sense of that yesterday. Lisa Fallon talked about it. Lisa Fallon's obviously been around uh, remembering things that were very, very times that were very, very different to what we have now. And she she said waking up yesterday, she felt like, oh, this is the first time it's it's a big occasion, not just to me, but like to everybody. RTE are billing it as a big occasion today. If ever billing it as a big occasion, this is this is big and not just in my world. So, you know, that is just going to be tenfold when it comes to the actual World Cup, especially on the back of the Euros in the summer where, you know, it, it, our neighbours won it. And so we got all that coverage from there. And that that tournament, you know, it was a slow burn for the first few days, but it it picked up, got massive uh, interest in terms of TV viewership, got massive crowds at games um, and people, a lot of people who would never have watched women's football before started to be interested and started to get to know players there. So this will be on the back of that. Yeah. So would you be hopeful that it will encourage more girls and young women to get involved in playing football and supporting football? Yeah, I think that that's just the the logical kind of conclusion from a team like this doing so well. Um, you know, you're talking about an absolute sea change in a very short amount of time. 2017, like this team were asking for treatment that meant that they didn't have to give back their tracksuits in the airport on the way home from playing matches. Five years. Like we were talking about that in 2017. And now superstars like Denise O'Sullivan and Katie McCabe are, you know, becoming known to households. Like, you know, yesterday I was really uh, heartened by the idea that we were just saying Katie and Denise as if everyone knows we're talking about Katie McCabe and Denise O'Sullivan. Like they, and they need to be at World Cups to kind of solidify their place in women's football and to solidify their, their superstardom, you know, um, in Carolina and, and Arsenal. It's also been noticed in recent years that while the women's team are sponsored by Sky, the men's team can't get a sponsor at all. Well, yeah, and that, that is... No, I know, sorry, there's different sums of money involved but at the same time Sky wanted to be associated with the soccer team. Yeah, there are different sums of money involved but like that those sums of money are only going to grow in the women's game. Like you're you're seeing a uh 
a really, really growing sector. Like, look at what the English team have done in England for women's football. The amount of women's football you can watch in England now and obviously here, because if you have the various different channels, um, is huge. So people are getting to know their stories, getting to know the personalities, caring more. Obviously, the quality of the game has also increased absolutely. And if we're talking about the football, I think nowhere is that more obvious than in the goalkeeping quality. We saw that in the Euros. It was a big talking point in the Euro competition. And we've seen it ourselves here with Courtney Brosnan, like going from a player that you would worry about um, and you would worry about the quality of her play go- going back into the last qualifying. And we missed out um, in to, for it to go into the Euros to last night where she is saving penalties commanding the box you know I you could see every single player in front of her had confidence in her a, a, a change that has occurred in all of women's uh, football but you could really see it on the pitch last night What about this generation's Jack Charlton maybe Vera Paul because <laughs> what was quite obvious last night as well was the organisation of the team this is a team which hadn't conceded in the previous four games and last night you could see they were dropped so well drilled dropping into position to make sure that Scotland could not get shots on goal Yeah and some of the pundits don't like it like Karen Duggan talks you know that five in the back thing you know and Heather Payne up front running and running and running and you know, can, Jack Charlton had his critics for exactly the yeah, same sort so of reasons. It's the same thing, but it's effective. And you heard Katie McCabe saying afterwards, and Louise Quinn uh, talked to the on to the forty two today about it as well. That like you know, there's there's an art of defending, and they're enjoying it. And they're enjoying being effective. Um, and if it works that they get those counter attacks and they get those beautiful moments like they got from Amber Barrett, then of course you're going to buy into it. Vera Powell's a tough cookie. She has been around a long time. Um, she knows how to get results. She knows what she's dealing with. She's dealing with a team that has those two superstars in it and has decent talent everywhere else. But then it stops. There's there's a huge amount of people uh, in that squad and in the periphery of, of that squad that don't play enough football. They don't play professional football. So she, she knows she's dealing with a small pool. The injuries that she was facing coming into the match yesterday hampered her even more. She knew she only had one substitute to make um, and boy did she make the most of it. You know, um, Payne was having a tough time, obviously came off injured um, but Amber Barrett went on motivated and, you know, that's all Pow doing that. Motivating the girls to be in effective in defending but also enjoying it and knowing that you know, Scotland are not going to score in this, these last few minutes. Now, unfortunately, there is an issue, though, we do have to talk about. It would be remiss of us not to do so because there have been people offended by something that happened after the game in the dressing rooms, which was released on an Instagram video. And then there are people getting offended that other people have become offended. So tell us, for those, I think everyone at this stage probably knows, but tell us what happened in this video. Yeah, so I think that this has gone through the natural cycle of internet uh, outrage and backlash and then the backlash to the backlash. So there was a video posted on one of uh, the team's players' Instagram last night um, of the team huddle. So there was one of them singing a Taylor Swift song and then there was another one and there was a um, song playing in the background and the, there was an up the rat tra- chant uh, being sung by a group of the players in the dressing room um, this kind of became clear at about one o'clock by one o'clock in the morning it became clear that people were going to uh, require answers to it the FAI put out FAI put out a statement this morning um, apologising for the offence caused to it Vera Powell then spoke came out very uh, Well let's go to hear a clip of Vera Powell she appeared on a number of stations we've taken this one from RT Sport earlier today and this is just part of what was a very clear apology on her part. 
We're sincerely deeply sorry for, for what happened. And it doesn't matter if the players meant anything or not because they didn't mean anything with it. Because if the, it's the celebrations and, 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 and that, that then occurs. But that doesn't mean that they should not be uh, not realizing what they are doing. And it's also not to put it on social media or not. Um, if it's in a private room, it should not happen either. Um, because of, of having respect for everybody, respect for the history. That's pretty definitive. And for all the people who are saying that uh, the women in the team should be left alone, that there was uh, nothing to this, and there's an enormous amount of what aboutery and other things, Vera Powell is very, very clear there that this should not have happened. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. And I think she is very clear. I think the players have been very clear. She sent the players out to do the same. We, we heard from a couple of them today as well, saying the same message that shouldn't have happened. We're very embarrassed that it happened. But I think now we can leave it at that. We, it happened. Well, well let's just the hear apology. one of the players because on Sky Sports News, this is the Irish player, Chloe Mustaki. Before we talk about the win, need to ask you about the statement that's just come out from the FAI in which they've apologised for the players singing a song that references the IRA. Um, would you like to apologise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we're all really sorry here um, in Dublin. Obviously, massive lapse in judgment on our end. Um, you know, lots going on when the final whistle went, and we absolutely didn't mean to cause any hurt on our end. So we we do really apologise for that. Absolutely. How, how embarrassed are the players by this video? Yeah, uh, quite embarrassed. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot going on in the change rooms um, in such a such a major moment. So, um, lots of different songs, you know, being put on left, right, and centre. So, look, we are incredibly embarrassed in this moment in time. And didn't mean any hurt on our end. So, we do really apologise for that. Yeah, it, I guess it, it raises the question: Does it highlight the need for education on issues like this? Is that something you'd be for? think so I think you know um, we need to learn in these moments um, to, to be better and to do better um, you know we've all been brought up um, knowing a lot about you know Irish history so um, you know we just need to be better in moments like this uh, and uh, we recognize that absolutely on our end. Okay that was Chloe Mustaki and she was one of a number of players who came out in similar vein. Yeah, and I think like they've answered the questions. I think asking them more questions, I think a lot of people, you know, t- thought that clip, you know, asking a player the same thing three times, you know, they had already got the FAI statement. We've and already co- talked about it. It was a momentous time. Like, they're footballers. Let's get back to the football. They've said they made a mistake. And, you know, we can dismantle it and we can talk about why these things happen. But, you know, that's probably for wider Irish society to, dis- to you know, decide what, what, what has led to this? Why is some of this still part of football? Why do we feel that maybe younger people don't have the same um, feeling around some things that older people have around this? You know, that, that, that's a different question. That's not for Chloe Mustaki and, and her well, teammates to answer. a lot of comments coming in. What a lot of crap. Even a current England international, Declan Rice, likes to tweet up the rat where he got in an awful lot of trouble for actually saying that as well. Another one says, um, I hope when poppy season rolls around and James McLean gets usual racist abuse towards him, Sky will trot out opposition ministers to apologise for their fans or is it only offensive when it suits? Um, so there's an awful lot of comments coming in. Another one says, next time someone says there should be an All-Ireland football team, I will point them to this. I'm disappointed in them and will not be supporting the girls next year because of it. Like, that seems like a... Like, obviously, that person's allowed, you know, think what they think about things. But, you know, there's... 
as Chloe said, it's an in the moment thing. They've said it was a mistake. They've apologised. I think they have made history for Ireland and we should focus on that right now. So there's nobody says the song is not supporting the rap, but it's just part of the lyrics. But why is it part of the lyrics then? And is it not the case that if we are trying to build a more inclusive Ireland for all future generations, that veneration of the Ra is not going to attract people yeah. from a unionist or a loyalist background. Yeah, but I don't think you can say that the, the, every single person who was chanting that yesterday is pro-IRA. I think it was more mindless than that. And I think that's why the, the girls are saying they're embarrassed. It shouldn't have happened. They aren't sitting there thinking, in this moment, I want to sing a pro-IRA song and diss the unionists who might need more conversations to happen before United Ireland happens. That, that's a thesis that the girls were not writing yesterday in the dressing room. So I think that's why we can't over-egg the pudding here. Like, they had just beaten Scotland to get to a playoff that they thought they might actually have to go to another playoff. Then another result went their way in a, for a team that has been so unlucky over the years that all they the results fell their way. They were singing songs. A girl from Donegal won, uh, came on, scored a goal, hadn't got a lot of game time over the last while, has been playing left back for her club. You know, all these little things fell into place for them for the first time. Like, that's what they want to focus on. Let's focus on that. Like, the, that's, okay. that's a conversation for another day and, and other people. Sinead O'Carroll, editor of the journal.ie. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.